Harvesters. Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. I'm your host, T. James, and we'll plant seeds in our healing garden. Here, we'll grow into self-discovery, self-love, and self-worth. Let's start this growing season. Welcome back to another episode of the Harvest Podcast. This is T. James, and I welcome you. I welcome you to the safe space that's been created to help us to heal, to understand, to grow, to love ourselves a little bit more. I created this this space after having my own near-death experience, which prompted a spiritual awakening. And from that point on, I have been actively healing. And that act of healing has been kicking my ass. I ain't even gonna lie, but I welcome you to this space and I'm grateful that you decided to show up for yourself and to plant those seeds in your healing garden because that's what we're doing this for. We're back with another week, another episode, episode 36, as we get into what it means to show ourselves some self-love. Episode 36, y'all. Episode 36. I, every day, like I'm I'm grateful to be able to work on this platform and for every episode that goes up, I put my heart and soul into it and I realize that not everybody is going to like what I say when it comes to my healing journey, but I can't worry about that. Can't focus on that and I can't allow that to stop me and my journey because if I do, then who exactly am I doing this for? And I'm doing this for me and for me alone and I can only do this for me. I can't do this healing for anyone else, but what I do, I hope that I'm modeling the right thing for, you know, that it even prompts their own healing journey. (sighs) So, yeah, it's been a lot that's been going on um, this past week and, ooh, yeah, it's been a lot that's been going on. So as we segue into what I've learned this week. So, um, I definitely learned that I'm not going to be able to please everybody. And I know that that's also tied into codependency, but I've like, I guess it, it just took everything. It took everything that came up for me this week for me to fully understand that. So this past Tuesday, I got hypnotherapy done and I talked about it on, on a live that I did on Tuesday. So definitely make sure you check that out on the Harvest Group 4 Instagram page. So during hypnotherapy, some very, some very traumatizing memories came up. One when I was five years old and when I was 19, and they all centered around abuse. And so it definitely, it, it was emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, it was exhausting. It was definitely exhausting because my body went through so many emotions. I was allowed to get a lot of that anger out by beating, beating um, an object in front of me with a baseball bat. And it felt really, really good. I honestly wish that could have been someone's face, but I settled for the resources that were available to me. <laughs> It was very healing. It was very healing. And I'm grateful that I had that opportunity to to do it. And it taught me a lot about myself. And I was able to walk away from that experience, recognizing my self-worth even more 
and being able to put that past behind me. And I just apologize to my inner child, you know, that I'm sorry that I wasn't able to protect them. I'm sorry that, you know, they weren't able to receive the love that they had longed for at that age. And I felt so much better. It took me a whole day or a couple of days, rather. It took me, I stayed in bed all day Wednesday and I felt my feelings. And that's something that I hadn't been used to doing because, you know, with this healing journey over time, the more work you do, the more you start to understand those emotions when those triggers happen. And so I actually, I felt everything that came up and I just let it pass because you have to learn to go with the flow. A lot of times I would hide from those emotions or just ignore what they were and when they came up for me. But I had to understand that in order for me to be able to move through a lot of these things, I have to feel what those feelings are. I have to understand what those feelings are and to be able to communicate them. And, you know, just being able to recognize how they make me feel when they come up and don't punish myself for feeling them. It's, I'm grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, also, what happened this week is my mother, who remember I told y'all about the conversation that I had with her back in June. <clears throat> and from that conversation, I was able to set some boundaries. But, you know, parents from, you know, that generation definitely want us to not feel what we feel when it comes up. They don't want us to talk about it. It's not something that we acknowledge, but I'm breaking that cycle and I'm choosing to actively heal. And she decided that she texted me and actually I got the text mess text message on Thursday. Well, I saw it after my therapy session and I'm glad that I was still at the therapist's office when when that occurred because I know that if I had been home, I would have had a different reaction. Now, when I saw the text message and when I started reading it, I did get anxious because she she let me know how she felt, although she had received that link a year ago and told me verbatim that, you know, I was going to ruffle some feathers, then so be it. But I don't really think that she understood that it was going to be her feathers that was going to be ruffled. I'm proud of her for standing up for herself and speaking up for herself because, I know that that was probably hard for her to do. It was also hard for her to hear the things that she heard, but I stand firm in everything that I've said and I stand in my truth and I'm going to continue to speak my truth. But she's decided to not speak to me for a while and according to her, remove herself from my healing journey, which is not possible. It's not possible at all because she's always going to be a part of it because she plays a major part in my healing. But um, whether she's a part of it or not, I'm still going to do the work and I respect what she said. I respect her boundaries. She's valid to feel the way that she felt, but I'm still going to actively heal. I'm still going to do what I need to do to move through everything that I felt for myself. And I can't, I can't take that away. I'm not going to take that away. Excuse me. So that's what I've been dealing with. And even though it was hurtful in that moment, I'm proud of myself for continuing to stand up for myself and to stand up for my inner child because there were times where I wasn't able to because I was so scared, because I was, you know, worried about if, you know, I said something, how it would make her upset. 
but I'm I'm not I can't be afraid anymore. I can't be afraid. I'll no longer be afraid and I'm going to continue to stand up for myself and I encourage you to do the same. I encourage you to, to to do the same, to advocate for yourself, to speak up for yourself when you feel that you're not being heard. Validate your own feelings when you feel that no one else is validating you. Recognize that self-worth because you are so worth it. And affirm within yourself that I am worthy of all things because you are. And so with that, we are going to go ahead and get into this episode. Again, this is episode 36. And... um we're definitely getting more into self-love, what that means to us, and how we can continue to walk in ourself, on our self-love journey and pour that love back into ourselves. Whether it's telling someone no, setting those boundaries, speaking up for ourselves, those are all acts of self-love. And I'm proud of you for the journey that you're continuing to take as I'm proud of myself. And we should congratulate ourselves for the work that we're doing because there are people watching us. We are modeling those behaviors for other people to take on. And whatever resonates in this episode, I hope that you take it and you apply it. And if nothing applies for you, just let it fly because not everything is going to resonate. Not everything in my episodes is going to touch you the way that they may touch someone else. But I do encourage you to share, like, and follow. Remember that you can become a monthly subscriber And should you choose to do so, just know that you are going to continue to plant seeds in your own healing journey. You're taking on that responsibility to heal you. And I'm so proud of you and I'm proud of us. And so with that being said, grab any materials that you may need at any point in which you are listening to this episode. I hope that it brings you joy and continues to allow you to walk on your own self-love journey. So let's get into it. Let's see. So I started my um, my self-love journey around the same time of my awakening, in a sense. That's when like I really started to, I guess, understand myself. It's not that I didn't understand myself before, but um, I really started recognizing my worth a little bit more. And there's always going to be times where, you know, we fall short and we forget our words. We forget our power. We forget how empowered we actually really are. I was starting to break some cycles. I started to realize because I knew I was going through my dating karmic cycle. There were like a lot of karmic cycles that I know that I was going through and shit. Hell, I I may still even even be going through some, but I did notice that the cycles were repeating and I recognized that a little more, I want to say maybe like at the end of December, 2021. So like, yeah, this recent December, that's when more stuff really started to come to light a little bit for me. Like, I don't think I really, um, I don't think I really recognized or owned my power. Like I repeatedly gave it away. And a lot of the times I really didn't realize it, but there were times where I would feel like so powerless. Like, oh God, it's crazy how, you know, just even, I find like like writing out a lot of these episodes, it's almost like I'm writing certain, like I'll have like a certain thing I may want to talk about that'll end up sparking like this memory from, from a while ago. And I couldn't help, like, as I said that, when I said, you know, I gave my power away, 
excuse me, the very first time that I realized I had given my power away was when I I lost my virginity. And while that was my own personal choice, you know, that I made, I still feel like, you know, I really didn't understand that whole, I knew, you know, a man and a woman, you know, they, they was going to have sex. But as far as like, what goes on with your body, um, how you're supposed to feel before or afterwards, you know, do you have a you know, do you have a conversation about this type of shit? But I felt like, you know, part of my power was was I lost it. And then over the years, you know, I would feel like I would gain it or lose it. And I definitely this guy that I dated in community college, he, he was like very he was emotionally and verbally abusive. And at one time he did get physically abusive. And that's when I realized, you know, I did not have any power at all. I didn't know what to do, but I realized that, you know, I didn't have a lot of power. So that was, um, you know, if you are in fact in a relation, a domestic relationship into where you feel that you have lost power, I do hope that you know that how us, um, help is there. Help is there and you are not powerless. You are embodied with so much power and know that you have a support team behind you at all times, as scary as it may be. Because it is scary. You don't really realize, you know, how much power someone has over you until you try to make drastic changes. But just know that there is there is support out there. There really is. But um, before we do get further into this episode, we take it a little deep very, very quickly. But hey, that's what the harvest is for. We just keep playing these damn seeds. I want us to affirm. I want us to affirm ourselves before we move forward. So let's take a deep breath. I know myself. I honor my boundaries. I radiate confidence. My best is enough. I know myself. I honor my boundaries. I radiate confidence. My best is enough. So in the past, you know, a past episode, remember we talked about self-love and um, and our self-love languages, which I actually plan on getting more into those probably, probably like in the shadow series. As we, you know, we keep doing the work, I'll, you know, talk a little bit more about them or I may do alive or so on them. I think that's what I'll do. But yeah, but anyway, so just know like, you know, it's just as important as your love language for your partner, but it's just, I feel like they're even, they're, they're more important. Like your self-love languages are a little more, and I don't see it as being selfish because it is, it is okay for you to honor your needs first at all times at all times. So don't feel like you have to disregard your own needs. And and it happens, you know, especially if you, you are, you know, codependent and, you know, you want to people please, because that's, you know, that's exactly what happens. You end up wanting to please others because you don't want them to be upset with you, but our needs need to be met just as much as anyone else's. So it's time that we start honoring that. 
And so when you find that you are depleting yourself to help others, that's, we got to start pouring back into our own cup. So, you know, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself. And no one should ever make you feel bad about wanting to, you know, to be able to pour back into yourself. If anything, they should, you know, be just as much as an advocate for it, you know? But this was something that I had to tell myself and I never felt like I deserved it or I knew that I needed or wanted love. And it's like I would, you know, feed myself the sad ass line that I didn't want to be in a relationship, you know, when I was dating that, you and but I find that, you know, I, I do want companionship. I've always enjoyed companionship. I've always enjoyed spending time with someone, especially if I feel that we connect, but there are people in your life that just aren't meant for you to have those types of relationships with. And I definitely understand that now, but you know, I had, I had different ways of showing love. I had different ways of, you know, receiving love or even understanding how I, how I was, how I was supposed to receive it. Even my self-limiting beliefs, you know, just feeling like I always had to make sure that And you know what? And I and and this just clicked. Like I could hear my mom loud and clear. You know, some of the things that she would say in regards to in regards to dating as far as paying. Now, granted, you know, it is it's, it's wonderful to be spoiled. And you know, I've I've had suitors where I didn't have to lift a finger and I enjoy that, but I also don't mind. Like if I have it, and especially if, you know, if I fuck with you, if we're in a relationship, why shouldn't I come out of my pocket? But it's funny because it's like, you know, my mom, when we were younger or when I was younger, she told me, you know, that I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't pay for anything else. You know, you should never pay for nothing for no man, but ma- ma'am, you're married and I've seen you come out of your pocket. I've seen you come out of your pocket for this man. So it was almost a bit hypocritical. But hey, what do I know? I'm not married. So with self-love, you know, it doesn't mean that everyone is going to treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. It just means that you won't let them change the way that you treat yourself. And you're going to stick around. You're not going to let someone stick around and let you tell you how you're supposed to treat yourself. You should never let anyone tell you how you should treat you. They don't know. They don't know you. They don't know the ins and outs. Now, of course, you know, if you're in a long-term relationship and it's a very healthy and secure relationship, of course, you know, you're going to have someone who understands you and knows you and doesn't have a problem with reciprocating a lot of things that you show towards them. But there are cases where you have people who just take, take, take and never reciprocate ever in anything, feelings, communication, tangible things, just, you know, the small things, just acknowledgement, validation, understanding, self-awareness, introspection, reflection. Should I go on? Like, what the fuck? You know, you want to be someone that doesn't just always have to provide something, you know, monetarily. How well can you communicate with me without raising your voice or feeling like I'm the one that is the cause of why you're upset? Or feeling like I'm always trying to spark, you know, start an argument. Can we have healthy communication? How do you manage your anger? Do you even know your love languages? 
do you know how to be receptive to someone else's? Are you able to cater to your own self-care needs? Do you know how to set boundaries? And this goes for your family. This goes for your friends. This goes for the lover, whomever, whomever, whomever. So when did you start? When did you start your self-love journey? When did you start it? I would love to know because that will be a question that I'm going to. Speaking of which, sidebar, we're going to get off topic for a little bit. I post questions for every episode on Spotify. If you listen to um, the podcast on Spotify and I post questions on there and I would love for you guys to give me some feedback on those because you know, we talk about, you know, some good things on these podcast episodes. So I would love to have your feedback. I see the people that listen, whether it's one or 10 listeners, the questions are there. So I'd like for you guys to respond. Let me know what's going on in your mind. So that way, you know, we can talk about these things on the lives and whatnot. Okay. As I digress. So when I want you to tell me, like, when did you start your self-love journey? Like, can you think back to the day of when it started for you? What prompted your self-love journey? Was it a breakup? Was it a traumatic experience? A near-death experience? You know, what have you? Like, what made you finally realize that you wanted to start putting you first? That you deserve to put you first? That no one else is going to love or understand you better than you? And then it first even gets to you understanding you. Because there's lots of layers that we have to peel back when we are on the self-love journey. Is we're getting to learn and love ourselves in a completely different way than maybe we have been loved before. And, you know, especially from our childhood, if we experience childhood trauma, we are learning different ways on how to love ourselves. Because we don't know what real love looks like. A lot of that love was conditional. It wasn't unconditional. It was only for, you know, certain periods of time. So when it comes to us receiving or even displaying love, that can be hard for us. Very, very hard for us. Self-esteem for me was very, very low. So my perception of myself was very, very low, which then made me not fully accept or love everything about me. You know, from elementary school, like even into adulthood, like to this day, there are times where I struggle with, my self-image. And I know where it all comes from. It all comes from childhood, you know, being teased from being tall and very, very skinny. I mean, linky, you know what I'm saying? And I really, it really affected me to the point where like, I just, I wouldn't wear shorts. I didn't like wearing shorts because I I didn't like how my legs looked in them. Because I was so tall, it was hard finding pants for me. So sometimes my my pants would be high waters. So a lot of times I did get picked on because of that. With my dating cycle, that shit, it would be so many cycles that would repeat itself. I would become either completely infatuated with you or I would ghost you. There was There were some in-betweens, but a lot of times, like for me, I always found it like if If I found you attractive and I wanted you, like I was going to chase you. But if you were pursuing me, I would be interested, but it would be conditional. 
It would be very conditional. It would be on the more on the lines of what you could do for me. And not even just talk, not talking about anything sexual, but just, just what could I get from you? I'm going to grow to eventually like you. Yes. And that's how I realized like these were a lot of patterns. These were a lot of cycles that I was creating because if I had someone displaying that kind of behavior towards me, like I was so fucking distraught when I didn't hear from them. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was the chaser. I didn't give it. I didn't give an opportunity for the pursuit sometimes, you know, it was just, I would say the longest relationship that I did have, it did last a little over a year, but even then, can I really say that we were together? Because not only was he with me, but he was with me in all of fucking Washington, D.C. Um, let's see. Other than that, I don't think I've had a relationship that's lasted longer than a year. There were a lot of situationships. There were... Um, you know, one night stands, there were, just a lot of fuck ups, you know what I'm saying? There were just a lot of things during my dating history. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot. You know, I would, because I wasn't aware that I was even emotionally unavailable. I sought after a lot of emotionally unavailable people. I was emotionally unavailable. So it's like I was chasing what I was. I really didn't see my self-worth or my value a lot of the times. I was so quick to want to, you know, be the nurturer or take care of you. Um, yeah, I really do. Yeah, it's... Codependency was definitely, it was really real. It was really, really real. And it was all because, you know, I just, I wanted that attention or that longing. I just wanted someone to pay attention to me. I just wanted to be in somebody's presence. I just wanted to know that I, you know, ca was cared for. Um, even if you didn't validate anything that I said, I just wanted to just, your space, your time, your energy was enough. And then if I could really be myself around you, that comfort level was multiplied times 20 and um, I would just, you know, I would find myself getting quickly attached to a lot of people fairly quickly. But then I would be so quick to tell somebody, you know, that they needed to wait. Like I, my toxic trait would be that, you know, if I hit one person, <laughs> one person up and if they were busy, oh, okay, let's see what someone else is doing. It was all about the attention for me, just the company, you know? I, I pushed away like so many genuine, genuine people that actually wanted to be with my stupid ass. A guy I dated in college was one of them. He was a sweetheart. He would have done any and everything. He would have done anything for me, anything that I wanted. And it's not that I do not, I'm not saying that as like, uh, you're having a chip on my shoulder or, you know, a big ego or anything like that. But that's just how much he cared about me. And I didn't realize it. One, I was a little older than him. So I could easily manipulate that whole situation. Right there. <laughs> I turned that little nigga out. <laughs> I turned his ass out. But it wasn't like a big age gap. I ain't no fucking pedophile. Let's get that very, very clear. Um, 
Let's see. I was I was still I was in I was still in my early 20s. I know that much. So it was like 22, 23. Because when I left Richmond, I was 24. So I want to say, I think, what did I mean, Cody Day? It was like, I think it was 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was, I think, 2021. So while, yes, it wasn't that big of an age gap, maturity I felt like I was it was a little bit more from it especially sexual I turned his ass out (laughs) oh but you know I realized that in order for me to love myself I had to forgive myself for a lot of shit (laughs) a lot of shit that I did introspection and reflection was on my ass and it's crazy because it's like you know you you face shit that you don't want to face you have to admit stuff about yourself that you don't want to admit but that's all a part of the self-love journey you know admitting to yourself that you at one point in time you were not shit you were not shit to yourself or anybody else but most of all to yourself the way that we talk to ourselves the way that we think about ourselves, the way that we view ourselves, how we let other people treat us, how we let other people talk to us. That is a huge reflection of how much we care about ourselves. A huge reflection. But I really had to stop taking things so seriously, you know, quickly being, you know, offended about things or being quickly defensive about certain things. And I realized that there were a lot of people in my life that were mirroring a lot of shit that I don't think that I I, I liked. I did not like it. Because I knew at some point in time, like I was facing my demons with some people. You really have people that come in your life and will mirror everything about you that you need to change. It's just up to us if we want to actually change it or not. I had to start celebrating the small stuff about myself. And that is even still a struggle to this day. To this day, it is a struggle. I have to show myself more grace. I have to allow myself to make mistakes and not feel bad about those mistakes that are being made. But you're constantly hearing that voice in the back of your mind, those negative cognitions. You hear, oh, you so fucking stupid. How could you do this? Why weren't you thinking? These are the types of things that I hear or would hear. And it's because I've had those things said to me. I've made more progress than I think and that I give myself credit for because I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm a resilient bitch and I'm not even saying that just to, you know, brag or boast about the things that I've gone through because I know that there are people that have gone and are going through things completely worse than what I've gone through. So I'm not diminishing what I've gone through, but I'm also not boasting. But what I mean is that I had enough strength to get up every single day on days that I know that I did not want to, to you know, piece shit together just to try to make shit shake when I didn't have anything. There were times where I had nothing to eat, but a bitch always ate. I mean, I had anything in my pocket, but a bitch always ate. Even times when I didn't have food, I ate. 
There's so many times my ass ran out of gas. One is because the fucking, the, <laughs> the gauge was, it was broke. So I knew that if I didn't go over a certain amount of miles and it was 390, if I knew I had, and I could push it to at least 393 or 94 before I knew I needed gas. Sometimes I ended up pushing that shit literally to the limit to where that shit was running off fumes. I played that damsel in distress role really, really well. But saying all of that to say I have had to force myself to cut that negative self-talk because all of those things, you know, that I just named, the stuff that I, you know, I personally went through, that pales into comparison to other shit. But because of that, I would have that negative self-talk. Like I will always talk more shit to myself. And I would also project that onto other people. Because I felt bad about the stuff that was going on with me, I projected those feelings onto other people as if it was their fault. I will always beat myself up about, you know, certain decisions that I made, you know, telling myself, well, you should have thought this through a little bit more. Why did you make this choice? You're never going to learn, yada, yada, yada. And it was just, you know, I never really acknowledged my full potential. I'm very intelligent. And, you know, and I had this thought when I was in the shower earlier, you know, I, I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I'm very intelligent. A lot of times I zone out of people's conversations. And I do think sometimes that's a defense mechanism, maybe. And as I do realize I, I have awkward tendencies. I'm very awkward. I, um, I'll sit and I'll hold up random conversations by myself. Like, I'll, not that you see my lips moving, like, or me talking to myself, but like, even in my head, like, I'll just have like these random ass conversations. Then you may catch me laughing or some shit. I'm weird. I know. Go ahead and hydrate, because we've been talking for a bit. We've been talking for about 24 minutes. So your girl throat is a little dry. But all in all, like, I really, I started to tell myself, you know, it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay for me to be less than, than quote, unquote, perfect. It's okay for me to do what's best for me and to be by myself and to be myself. It's okay for all of these things. Like negative thoughts, they would play in my head like it was like it was on a constant re- oh god, it was just like on a constant recording over and over again. And I had to negate all that negative shit. I had to get over it. I had to bust through it. I had to fight it. Because if I didn't, I was literally going to go insane. And that's something that I knew that I, I couldn't let happen. I could not let that happen. But that's what makes us who we are. A lot of the, the struggles that we go through is what makes us who we are. And I can honestly say that, you know, I'll choose these days any day over the days that I've had before. Because I'm focusing on something greater, bigger than me. Something bigger than I ever thought that I'd ever experience. So what would you say to your inner child? Like, I, I, know I really want you to really sit and think about that. What would you, what would you say to your inner child? Would you let them know that, you know, it's going to be okay? That what 
they had to go through as a child, they're going to be able to heal it and be able to love wholly and unconditionally and not feel as though they were a burden. What would you tell your inner child? Because part of the self-love journey is reparenting yourself. And it's very, very important that we do this and we become more intentional about, you know, the things that we say to ourselves, the choices that we make, all of them are for our best interest, but we're, it's, to me, I just feel like it's, it's all about being more, being more intentional. And I, gosh, reparenting, I'm not even gonna lie, it has been very, very hard. And a lot of these wounds, they definitely, they kept showing up. My mother wounds showed up even more which was something that I had started working on even back in um, 2020, actually, was when they initially started. And I felt like I was, excuse me, starting to get somewhat of a, a handle on them, but I knew that there was more work that needed to be done because then it started to come back when I moved to Richmond. Um, things came up to where I ended up having that conversation with my mom that I had told you guys about on, you know, a past episode or a couple or two, or two. And just from there, I will say that our relationship has gotten better since that conversation. I had to explain to her, you know, I mean, she's, she's going to be who she is. And it's not so much of me, you know, throwing in the towel. I just, I set boundaries and I know that there's certain things I'm just not, like, I, if I don't like something that she says, I don't have a problem with letting her know respectfully, of course, but having her to see like, okay, you know, the things that you say, they do affect other people as much as you may not care that that takes place. It does happen. And then my, you know, the father wounds, they came up recently to where I reconnected with my dad. And having that conversation with him definitely blew over 10,000 times better than it did with my mama. So I'm grateful for that at least. But, you know, having to go through that, that was all part of my self-love journey. I made a self-love altar that specifically focuses on me honoring myself. There are so many more things that I need to do with it, of course. But taking that time out to really figure out, okay, this is a part of you that is still unhealed. So what are we going to do about it? And I'm realizing how I'm more, my, my responses to things are different. I still have work to do. I still have work to do, but I'm responding differently to certain things. My mindset is different. And it's so amazing how your mind becomes so unclouded once you release so many other things that has fogged your, your memory on how to actually cater to your own needs because our memory can get really, really, you will forget. You will forget. You'll forget, especially when you're doing things that's taking your ass to a low vibration. It will definitely make you forget that you, you need to be on your shit. And in my case, that definitely, it happened. But when you know better, you do better. But know that reparenting is going to be a big, big, big part of your self-love journey. Don't feel like it needs to be excluded because it's going to continue to show itself in ways more 
and more and more until it's loud and it's in your face and it's yelling at you and it's convicting you about certain things or it's bringing up old memories that are just triggering and they make you sit back and be like, what the fuck? So I advise you to not skip reparenting when it comes to your your healing journey. You're going to set yourself up. <laughs> But, you know, I, I really had to realize, you know, that I'm responsible for my emotions and I can choose how I'm going to respond and, and feel in any moment. I used to feel so bad about that. I felt so bad about how I would feel about certain things. And granted, yes, I always took other people's feelings into consideration. But now it's to a point where what about my feelings? And I definitely I own when I'm in the wrong. If I'm in the wrong, when I'm in the wrong. It goes, and it's interchangeable because a lot of times I may not be wrong. And, you know, the other person, they may not be wrong. So taking accountability has been a big, big thing. I'm owning how I feel and understanding those feelings and emotions when they come up. Asking myself the why, why I may be triggered, which helps me to tap back into what the original core issue really is. I like myself no matter what. And, you know, my self-love isn't influenced by outside circumstances. And I can truly say that now because I focus so much on how other people viewed me that I forgot to see how I viewed myself. I would avoid looking in the mirror sometimes. Of course, yes, I think I'm attractive. Yes, of course I do. Yes, but I have moments when I don't. And I can be very hard on myself when I don't. Very, very hard on myself. So I'm embracing every role, you know, every crevice. I'm embracing, you know, my saggy breasts and my flat ass, my long legs, my big feet, my skinny, lanky arms, my big nose, my full lips. I'm embracing them all. And whoever doesn't like it, that's on them. Because I know I'm a catch. I know I am. <laughs> and this is all what self-love can and will do. You start to look at yourself in a completely different light. Who gives a fuck what other people think about you and how they see you? How Do, do you like you? Do you like how you look? And if the answer is no, then we're going to work on that. We're going to fix that. I'm going to help you. We're going to do this together. I trust myself and I, I I take it step by step. And I know that there's nobody, there's no right way. There is no right way. And there's nobody that can tell me how to do things. I had to break myself out of that as well. I can do it my way. They can do it theirs. I had a big issue and still working on it with control. My therapist pointed out to me that me releasing control, I have to feel safe in order to do so. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. And then that made me think about the behavior patterns with codependency. So it's all like it's all tied together. I had to start trusting myself in my own decisions and not seeking validation from elsewhere. The validation always comes with me and I would make bold and rash decisions, but it was all impulsive because I felt like if I didn't make the decision, if I had someone to talk 
me out of making the decision or if I sought somebody's opinion, then it would sway what I needed to do. So there's a lot of times where it's very advantageous. Then there's times where it's like, girl, what the fuck? What is you doing? Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? But for me, you know, it a lot of times it worked out in my <laughs> worked out in my favor. <laughs> a lot of times it worked out in my favor, but I have had to really start trusting myself a lot more. Especially when it comes to matters of the heart. I have to trust myself more. I can't seek that validation from you know, from someone that I'm that I'm dating. It's not meant for me to, no, of course, yes, I'm going to seek their opinion. I'm going to, you know, seek something that, um, you know, if it's something that I'm unsure of and I really want someone's opinion, then yes, of course. But a lot of times, like, you have to start trusting yourself. That little voice inside of you, nine times out of ten, it's not telling you anything wrong. And they say, you know, women's intuition, we never wrong because we ain't. You know, I've also learned, like, my value, it doesn't depend on outside achievements. You know, I can, I can make a new choice at any moment. I can switch. If I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. And I don't have to explain to anyone as to why. And I think we get, we've gotten in the habit of always having to explain ourselves because of what someone has said about the decisions that we make. Who gives a fuck? Do it. Boldly, proudly, amazing. In all ways always do it. Fuck them folks. The words of Dr. Lyrical, fuck them folks. You can change your idea and that's not to say that you know you're quitting at something or you view yourself as a failure. But if you realize that something is not working out for you or you feel you don't feel safe in a specific situation, it is okay to make that choice to step away from it. Don't feel bad about doing it. All in all, I want I want y'all to really explore yourselves more when it comes to your, your self-love journey. Like really dig deep into the core. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm some self-love guru because I still struggle every single day. And I wanted y'all to hear that because I struggle every single day. Every single day. There's not a day that goes by where I am not either mouthing or saying in my head or out loud, what the fuck? And it's not so much that I'm saying it to shame or guilt myself because sometimes it's almost like, okay, well, girl, get your shit together. Get your shit together because you, you know, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Every day you're going to learn something new about yourself and it's going to scare the fuck out of you or you're going to be like, okay, I knew you were with the shits. You're going to find this newfound strength, this new power. You're going to be so empowered. You are going to knock your own socks off. I'm telling you that self-validation, baby. That is why I'm so glad that I surround myself with powerful and amazing people, male and female, or how, however, excuse me, or however you, I'm sorry, there's a plane and I'm pretty sure you, (laughs) however you identify, 
I do apologize for that, but I live by the airport. So kind of figured that it was probably, we'll see, it's like 921. Yeah, I probably figured that it was going to be like a plane at some point. But in whatever way you identify, reclaim your power, reclaim your time. What do you need to forgive yourself? How do you spend your time alone? Do you, like the, the time when you are alone, do you still fill it with other things that distract you? Or do you sit with your shit? I've gotten to the point now where on my phone, I will keep it on the personal focus to where like certain apps are shut down and I won't get any notifications for anything. Now, granted, during the day, if I'm, you know, being productive, my phone will be open and I'll get those notifications. But for the most part, when I don't want to be bothered, I don't want to be bothered. And it's not that I don't, you know, because like I'm mad or upset. Sometimes, you know, I just, I need that reset. I need that moment to myself so that I can hear myself think. Because a lot of times I can't. Because I have so much going on. So much going on within me. Things that I'm doing. And so, you know, external factors. You know, there's always something going on around you. But I had to really, I had to start figuring out what brought me peace, what brought me peace of mind. What brings you peace? Think about those questions. They'll be posted in the show notes. Trust me. But think about those questions. These are things that you should ask yourself on your self-love journey. Because, I mean... At the end of the day, you're getting to know who you are. You're getting to learn who you are all over again because that old you was attached to so many things that didn't uplift you or bring you joy or make you happy or make you feel like you were important. Now you have the opportunity to do this. You have the opportunity to. I want you to understand, you know, that the universe is going to keep going to keep giving you the same lessons. It's going to keep giving you the same relationship, the same type of love, the same type of bullshit until you really realize that that common denominator is going to be your ass. It's going to be you. And I had to realize that it's going to be you until you're really, truly committed. And you finally, like you're tired of your own patterns, your own shit until you finally decide that you are going to choose you. You're going to love yourself enough to raise your standards. Stand up. <laughs> like that girl on Instagram, stand up. Until you really believe that you are worthy. You have to believe you're worthy. And so it's like, you know, like the thing is like until you, until you really learn to love yourself more, you're going to keep, you're just going to keep accepting the same shit over and over and over again. You're going to keep having people that's going to mirror the same things over and over again. And that's going to show how you truly feel about yourself. Please know that the answer to everything that you want, everything that you desire, everything that you feel, everything that you hope and long for is inside of you and you alone. 
and nobody can tell you anything different or should make you feel anything different. I didn't give any tips on how to start your self-love journey because honestly, the first place I want you to start is with you looking in that mirror, asking yourself, what do I want? Who do I want to be from myself? You can find tips anywhere. Your self-love journey is going to look the way that you want it to, not based on what somebody else prints or types on some social media app. We haven't had a lot of things modeled for us, but the one thing that we can start modeling for us and for our inner child and our younger self is how to love ourselves just a little bit better every single day, being kinder to ourselves, speaking to ourselves the way that we've always wanted someone to speak to us. And that's full of love. But we can do it. We're going to do it. How about that? So with this episode, I leave you with words of love and encouragement and whatever you chose to take away from today's episode, I do hope that you apply it and you know, like I always say, take the meat, leave the bones. If it does not apply, let it fly. I do want you to know that rest is and will always be a ritual and know that every single day that we are planting seeds, we are opening new doors for ourselves in ways that I don't think we could have ever imagined. Know that you matter and I love you always and always. Happy harvesting. Hey Harvesters, follow me on Instagram at The Harvest Group 4, where you can learn about this episode and more. Also shoot me a message if you have any questions about the podcast or just want to say hi. While you're there, follow my personal page so you can learn more about tea and all of the other things I get into. Let's plant some seeds in our healing garden. Happy harvesting.